Hello humans. Hello humans. Yet another one of these weird woo lectures. So what I want to talk about is the Bronze Age. So let's talk about bronze, all right? So bronze is um, an amalgam metal. It's an alloy. Uh, it has copper and then any number of other different metals uh, for hardening. But copper is the main um, component of bronze. And you get bronze with, uh, you know, it needs tin. It can use a little tiny bit of zinc. Uh, too much zinc and it becomes brittle. Too little zinc and it flakes. Um, so there's there any number of different kinds of metals that can end up in bronze. And in fact, uh, because you can... Uh, uh, determine where a bronze piece was made by the other elements in it if you knew the time of its origin, you know, by the shape of it or something. Um, then you could determine basically where it was made based on how much tin and so on. All right, up until we get into the Bronze Age. Now, the Bronze Age collapsed uh, in 1177 BC. Uh, but it had been uh, functioning for several thousands of years. Uh, so during those couple of thousands of years, and we don't know how many because it's not like anybody wrote down um, and made a memorialized it, right? No one put a tablet down that said, we begin the Bronze Age today. We made our first batch of bronze ever. All right. So um, the reason to have bronze, by the way, is that copper is a great metal, but it's not a very good weapon metal, right? It's soft. It bends. Even if it's very thick, it won't bend, and you can get it to take an edge, sort of. So it doesn't make really good swords or anything. It makes a heavy uh, beating kind of an implement as a weapon. Uh, this was one of... Uh, weapon technology drives most of human technology, simply because we've... And I'll get into that another time, all right? So <laughs> it's not because of uh, the nature of humans per se and the fact that we're aggressive or anything. That's not the issue. Um, the, the issue here is that, um, well, I, I won't go into that. We'll, we'll have to go into that some other time because that's a whole nother deal. Anyway, so bronze is, uh, uh, so people had, uh, you know, shillelaghs, right? Wooden, basically a wooden striking implement, a wooden sword, if you will. And then somebody comes up with the sharp idea of um, uh, digging out all this cool copper, which is easily to, easy, easily seen, and they they and it melts at a reasonably low temperature, so you, can, you could actually forge it and deal with it with just a, a charcoal uh, brazier kind of a fire that you got hot enough by fanning it, and uh, then you can smelt copper. Uh, you add a few other metals and you get bronze. Now, probably the supposition is, by the way by academics that the discovery was of bronze was an accident, that in some area, and they think maybe it was in this particular part of the Czech Republic, uh, there was sufficient other minerals in the, other metals in the soil that when they got the copper, they uh, sort of accidentally got enough uh, to create a bronze. But here's the thing, there was a lot of effort at the time uh, in the early days of the Bronze Age to to purify copper, to get rid of the extra stuff in it so that you would have pure copper. And so it wouldn't flake, so it wouldn't have all of these non, um, 
uh, performing characteristics, which you achieve those by getting rid of the impurities, and then you have pure copper. It's uh, it's what's known as ductible. You can change it, uh, mallet, you know, beat it around with a mallet or whatever, and make make it assume some other shape. Anyway, so uh, the idea was that in the early part of the Bronze Age, so you know, four thousand, five thousand years back. Um, the effort was to purify copper. And then at some point, there was a deliberate introduction into the purification process or into the to the copper smelting process after the purification, the introduction of other metals to form an alloy. So it's a diametrically opposed to what they'd been working on for, theoretically, number of years. Uh, and then now all of a sudden they're starting to add stuff in there. So maybe somebody told them how to, to do alloying of metals and explained to them that if you put in this much tin to that much copper, and if you got lead, it's even better if you add this little bit of lead and so on and so on. And boy, if you can get some bismuth in there, boy, you're doing really well. So somebody explains all this to them and we start getting the proliferation of the Bronze, Bronze Age artifacts throughout the world. So this was... Um, uh, concurrent, all right, not a coincidence, uh, but it was concurrent in many theoretically separate cultures. You know, nobody ever accused the Mycenaeans of being linked up with the Chinese, yet they both have the same quality and level of bronze implementation appearing at the same time in their social order. And so the, the Bronze Age, uh, the point of that is to state that there was some form of a system that existed among humans, an abstraction in the Bronze Age that appeared in the Bronze Age and, as far as we know, did not exist prior to that. And then the Bronze Age goes along happily for a couple of thousand years and then it collapses very, very, very rapidly in a very mysterious fashion that, so far as I've ever been able to see, no one has pegged it to any uh, realistic occurrence. That all of the... Um, books and discussions about the Bronze Age and its collapse, specifically its collapse, are speculation, just as I'm speculating, right? Because no one knows for sure. There's not enough evidence. A lot of the evidence that we would uh, take as evidence was in the form of material that would not survive. And so what we have are materials that survive, uh, you know, bronze implements, castings, molds, all these kinds of things. Uh, but we don't have a lot of written material discussing how they came to have all of these and so on, or their formula and so on. Um, but we know that they existed and that it happened for a number of thousands of years. And then along comes 1177, and boom, it just falls apart. Now, there are academics that will tell you that they can find... Okay, so, all right, let me back up. There's academics that say that the Bronze Age civilization collapsed because of disease. Uh, there are Bronze Age collapse uh, scenarios uh, because of uh, politics and because of um, uh, invasion, which is a subset of politics, uh, of one human group to another group, right? Uh, but the Bronze Age collapses in this particular period of time relatively rapidly uh, with no apparent in the history direct cause. 
Now, I'm of the opinion that the Bronze Age collapsed because it was um, a collapse of the civilization due to uh, the money system breaking down, that they actually had money at that time. And I can um, demonstrate the likelihood of that just based on the number of uh, transoceanic uh, sailing expeditions to retrieve minerals uh, for the Bronze Age activity or to uh, uh, carry uh, finished goods. And so um, a characteristic of the Bronze Age was a lot of intercultural uh, uh, contact and activity, like tons of the stuff, right? Um, so we have mines in all throughout Europe. We have mines uh, throughout Russia. Uh, we have mines into India, uh, all for copper uh, and the other um, elements, the other minerals, uh, metals that are used in uh, bronze. Uh, Britain was a real key because Britain had tin mines. Tin is a relatively rare substance, especially in uh, one of the the more common forms of it, okay, which is a relatively pure uh, mineral substance the way it was laid down. So anyway, we get uh, a lot of a lot of uh, mining in Britain that um, they didn't really use the 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 material there in what they were doing. So it was mined for export, and we know that there were actually. Uh, port constructions, so they built uh, breakwaters and um, uh, piers and this kind of thing explicitly for loading ships in areas in Britain that were able to be reached through the estuaries of the rivers, so like the Thames, and they did this um, four and five thousand years ago explicitly for trade. All right, so there was, uh, they were, they had a very large fishing industry in the population um, uh, in in England, right? In Great Britain, in Greater Britain, Scotland, Wales, all of that area, all the islands, right? They've had a large fishing industry there uh, forever. But most of the fishing industry that they had did not in any way require uh, the stable platforms, um, the the quay, the key, the bulkhead, the breakwater, uh, the pier, the dock. It didn't require, they didn't require any of this. They had uh, fishing boats that would basically land on the gravel beaches and, um, and were quite happy to do so. And so they could offload and so on. They did not need to expend the energy to build a, a, a bulkhead, uh, a breakwater, and a, um, a pier complex for fishing. There is absolutely no no driving component for it. But if you've got heavy metals and stuff, uh, you're not lugging these over the irregular, up and down the hills, over the irregular uh, terrain that they had and uh, across these gravel beaches in order to try and get them into boats that you would then try and launch, right? So here's the thing. If you're a fishing boat, you go out empty and you come back full. And then you take all your fish out and your boat's empty again. But if you've got a boat that you're loading with heavy metal, 
you're not going to be shoving it up off of the beach in order to get it launched. So in order to load a transport boat, that boat has to be floating at the time you're putting the material in it and continue to float thereafter without you having to do anything to it because you're not going to be able to move the boat once you've got the load into it. And so we can make certain conclusions about uh, when and why certain things were done. And we see that there was a building effort uh, throughout uh, the Northern Hemisphere, not just in Germ uh, not just in uh, England, but also in Germany, um, uh, also in Holland. And these building efforts were explicitly for the uh, loading and offloading of transport boats, right? Not raiding boats, not fishing boats, none of this. And so we know that the Bronze Age had a uh, Basically, they were globalists, right? Not like our globalists, not like the Mother Weffers. Uh, but the Mother Weffers originated out of this period of time because I'm of the opinion that the Mother Weffers' ancestors collapsed the Bronze Age with their money system at that time. So all of the uh, pre-building of docks and all of these kind of things, that might take you a couple of years. And somebody's got to pay for that, right? You've got to have something to... Uh, motivate humans to expend the physical energy to work all day carrying heavy rocks down and putting them in the water and all these terrible kinds of work you know that they're not going to want to do unless you motivate them and so you're going to have to motivate them ahead of that trade existing just like we build um, a liquid natural uh, gas plant ahead of the of the uh, shipping of liquid natural gas um, and the unshipping of it, right? So you need these facilities to exist before you do the activity. And that's what we see in the Bronze Age. And then it goes along, and there's one guy that has, a, one academic that has a, um, I think his name's Rogers, um, that has this theory that there was um, an introduction, and he thinks it's a, a, a particular kind of a, of a, a very nasty uh, venereal disease, really. Um, and venereal and skin disease that he thinks that's what took down the Bronze Age. And his theory is that so many sailors basically got venereal disease that nobody was fit enough to work and the whole thing collapsed. But he's, he's pegging this and his theory is just so full of holes. Uh, but it's um, he's pegging this across this period of 300 years. Now, we know from, or it is, it is uh, concluded so we don't know for sure, but we've got conclusions from some evidence that there was a 300 period, 300 year period of uh, shakiness in the Bronze Age before the collapse. So for the last 300 years, it was not as solid as for the couple of thousand years ahead of that. We see that there's evidence of, you know, um, foundries being left um, just people just walked away and we're presuming because they could not get material in that area. And so we see foundries that, uh, you know, remnant foundries in um, uh, uh, Europe that people just walked away and they literally left, uh, you know, when the fires died down, whatever was in the in the process of being melted and so on just stayed there. And, you know, and uh, then it was covered up with mud and we found it in, you know, archaeological expeditions, that kind of thing. So anyway, so there was this period of time when things were not solid in the Bronze Age, but that it would recover and then it would go along fine for, you know, 25, 50 years and then there'd be another hiccup and so on. So it was not an instant process, the collapse. 
It was not unexpected. It took multiple generations uh, to occur. And uh, as I say, there's some suggestion that it took place over this 300 year period of time. And that these 300 years were otherwise not exceptional. So there was no climate issues. You know, there was no big weather storms that developed. The sun wasn't spewing out extra radiation, none of that. And so if we look, and also that particular period of time relative to human history was not a period of time in which there was vast quantities of rampaging disease. In fact, it appears to be somewhat quiescent relative to diseases. There were no known um, pandemics in the Northern hemisphere. Yes, we had some around the equator, um, but, uh, and also in the, uh, in the Americas. Now, the Americas is a, are another issue. As far as we can tell, the Americas, except briefly at the very tail end, the Americas were, the American hemisphere was not involved in the Bronze Age. We don't see bronze tools developing in Mesoamericans. They don't trade for them. We do find cop, copper implementation uh, that we think is from the end of the the Bronze Age, and to a certain extent, it would appear, and this is my conclusion, that the Bronze Age uh, copper slash bronze artifacts we find in North America, uh, because of the limited nature of where they were, the limited spread of them, that there were no large mines here, and as far as we can tell, no large smelting operations here in North America, it appears that that the Bronze Age technology may have been brought here by some kind of a, um, a remnant or, a, or a outcast group or something from the Bronze Age civilization that came over to the Americas uh, about 1200 um, AD or, or BC, 1200 BC. And so, you know, um, uh, basically, of course, modern day um, acad academicians uh, which is another way of saying uh, really dumb fuckers uh, that work at colleges. These guys say, no, the North American Indians were you know, the Clovis people that came over by a land bridge, and no one ever said shit to them from any other part of the planet until modern times, which we know is horseshit, right? The Vikings were trading with them. Uh, there were regular... Um, uh, routes for the uh, Norse peoples, you know, the Scandinavians of all, all stripes to go over to North America in that period of time. And, uh, and we see even habitation that they set up. So everything we've been told about the history of the Americas is, is in our history books now is basically um, uh, bogus. I mean, it is non-factual, uh, stitched together, uh, loose narrative attempting to blind you to the real historical uh, nature of what we have here on this continent. So anyway, though, so getting back to the Bronze Age, they, as I say, they found some remnants of Bronze Age activity here in North America, but it was from the very tail end of the Bronze Age. We know this because of the quality of the um, alloys and that uh, we can track the evolution of alloys uh, through the through time in the bronze age and then they become uh, you know after i think about um, 900 years uh, the formula become very 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 tight and you can thereafter determine oh this is you know uh, this was uh, bronze that was cast in um, Moldavia, uh, that was a big center of the of the bronze casting. Or another area was uh, Prussia, you know, s uh, southern Germany. They did a lot of stuff there. So, um, 
so you can tell, right? The formula became to the point where uh, you see a bunch of clusters that have this percentage of tin and this part, this much lead, etc. Then you know that they're either trading or they had the same formula and duplicated it. Um, anyway, I'm of the opinion, it is my conclusion, not shared by the other guys on the Scheisbergs uh, that I'm aware of, but it's my conclusion that the um, Bronze Age collapsed because the money system collapsed and that the money system was not as robust as we have here today. And even now, you must note that our money system is collapsing. And so uh, thereafter, by the way, in the Bronze Age, uh, bronze went uh, after the collapse of the money system. We see the appearance of lots, lots of um, metallic tinder discs, uh, you know, um, currencies, right? Coins. Uh, there were some bronze coins in use at the time, but when bronze was being uh, used as the primary metal for, uh, you know, industrial and, you know, because there were bronze uh, boat fittings, this kind of thing, uh, when it was being used for all of that, they didn't make a lot of coins out of it. Coins at that point had a tendency to be more silver and some pure copper ones. Uh, but again, they had a tendency to be shade towards silver and then occasionally gold. Um, in some areas. Some areas had far more gold than silver. Anyway, um, so I'm of the opinion that there was a monetary system uh, from the research we're doing on Der Scheisberg um, that existed at the time of the Bronze Age and that its collapse uh, precipitated the collapse of the Bronze Age itself uh, by destroying the uh, intercontinental trade and the intermine trade. So we know there were caravans that took, because they're actually referenced in uh, Codex Oralinda, uh, this uh, just incredible book of the um, uh, history of the uh, white people in um, Europe uh, from biblical times up through about 800 AD. Um, anyway, so uh, we know that throughout or, or there are these references uh, throughout those books and stuff that we have to a particular kind of uh, civilization that is denied by our current um, academicians. Our current Academy of Arts and Sciences are uh, really ignorant. They, they're a consensus-driven thing. The consensus is controlled by the stupidest people in the room uh, that are willing to limit the most amount of, of um, information coming in and uh, they do so with all kinds of criteria that, in my opinion, are not valid. Uh, so even if their method could be described as being valid, which is to say, let's have an academy of arts and sciences that has as little speculation as possible in it and as much fact in it as possible, even then they are denying so many facts as facts that one must question their, um, their honesty, truly. Okay, so a lot of these guys, I'm quite certain, are in, involved in the giant historical cover-up. Um, anyway, so the Bronze Age collapsed regardless of the cause, right? And so you're going to find people that will swear it was disease. You're going to find people that are, that are going to say it was, you know, uh, space aliens or giant meteor or who the fuck knows what. But um, I'm of the opinion that it was the Khazarians and that they were operating a money system and that their money system was used uh, as the actual float. So we have so many terms in our financial system 
that relate to uh, sailing ships as uh, methods of trade, right? So, and they just swap the terms over into the money. And so, uh, even in modern times, in the in the maritime industry, the word float applies both to the boat and to the financial system that allows that boat to operate. And so there's boats that have floating loans. And it's not a loan to make the boat float, it's a loan to float the goods onto the boat. And so there's, there's so much in the way of linguistics that go back through all of the languages that relate to the Bronze Age that uh, have words that indicate a money system, in my opinion, was in operation. And when that money system collapsed, nobody could get financing to mount the expeditions to like sail from uh, Italy up to um, England and get tin and other materials for your bronze. And so because they couldn't get the financing, they didn't go get it, the amount of bronze dried up and those people that were involved in the bronze technology business uh, had no work and they dispersed and so on and our bronze civilization disappeared and the Bronze Age collapsed. Now, I don't see any evidence that there were great invasions uh, from the, because there's this one guy, he's a, he's a uh, Khazarian Jew, uh, Ashkenazi, he's really hell-bent on uh, uh, Zionists, and he says that it was the Russians, the, the fierce Rus people that sailed their Viking boats down the Russian rivers into um, uh, the North Sea and stuff and attacked uh, England and Germany and stuff that caused the Bronze Age to collapse. And there's there's just no evidence for it. That appears to be a fairly popular opinion. I mean, academics rarely talk to me and I don't seek them out, so I'm not really sure uh, who thinks what or, or you know, what is the, um, uh, the consensus about the collapse of the Bronze Age at this point among the academics, but this guy appears to have a, um, a fair following on this idea and it, and some people are not thinking they're very lazy you know they're academics right they're paid to sit on their ass and read and occasionally throw some words at a student um, if they're not molesting them you know <laughs> so so I don't I don't really have a much of a um, uh, respect for for the Academy and the people involved but and a lot of these people don't think and so they just accept and so they're accepting of the idea that the Russians invaded uh, Germany um, in mass, uh, in the in eleven hundred and and seven, eleven seventy seven BC, and caused the collapse of the Bronze Age, even down into Italy and stuff. And and I'm saying that no, you know, their logic just does not wash. That that there was a. This was not an isolated incident. So this guy's contention is that the um, the Rus people invading uh, Germany uh, and England even um, by way of raids uh, caused this to happen. But there's no reason at all that that kind of an incident should in any way affect the thousands of bronze smelters that were in um Northern Italy, Spain, um, Austria, Czech Republic, you know, Slovakia, 
Macedonia. All throughout this area, there were people smelting bronze for all they were worth. It was a, it was a major growth industry. It was the tech industry of the time. And the tech industry collapsed fast. And when it collapsed, it collapsed all over fast. So if the Russians had invaded and destroyed the bronze industry in Germany, we would expect that the bronze smelters throughout southern Europe would just be happily smelting bronze and keeping on and, and you know, keep on keeping on. And they didn't. It's just like everybody stopped all at the same time. And so it's my supposition that it was a money issue and that the money system collapsed. They weren't able to um, get the money to float the metals back and forth in order to have it be a profitable uh, trading expedition. And so people didn't. They just didn't go and get the minerals. And they didn't do the bronze. And it just stopped pretty much within the same 30-year period all over the planet. And it wasn't a lack of copper. We didn't run out of copper. It was no climate change, uh, no global warming, uh, you know, none of this shit, right? And But it had the same effect as what we're seeing now with the shutdown of all of the businesses and all of this kind of stuff. So in my opinion now, and the point of all of this discussion about the Bronze Age, is that the Mother Weffers are trying to collapse our current civilization. And so this is the end of the civilization as we knew it, right? Um, and now, there are a lot of people like myself, uh, a lot of young people even, that have this same idea that, oh, hey, you know, our current Bronze Age, our current tech age, is in the midst of some kind of uh, a wonkiness and may indeed collapse, but there's nothing to stop me from creating something new that will persist after the tech age crashes. The tech age as we know it now crashes. And it's going to be crashing due to the same kinds of problems, which is the um, uh, the financial. Uh, now, we have other issues, right? Because our, our uh, system at the moment is so wonky that it's it's paying people to dig up 500,000 pounds of, of dirt in order to create, and that's just for, and the, dig up 500,000 pounds of, of dirt in order to get the lithium to make a single electric car battery, right? And they, they don't dig up as much dirt to create all of the metal in a car, all of the, the steel. They don't dig up 500,000 pounds of dirt to create all the steel in your car. Uh, and it's just so um, disproportionate that we need to collapse that this shit does not continue. And you've got all these climate fuckers out there absolutely convinced that it's the best thing for the planet for them to go on and sit on a giant battery, put their nads in a um, uh, on top of a giant battery that's going to have fluctuating... Uh, electromagnetic fields around it continuously and somehow that that's going to save the planet even though they've got to dig up half a million pounds of dirt just to create that battery and when that battery is used up now by it takes 800 barrels of oil to create that battery in terms of of how many uh, diesel engines have to burn oil to dig all the dirt and that kind of shit right those 800 barrels of oil create a battery that will hold the energy equivalent of less than one 40-gallon barrel of oil. So we lose 799 uh, barrels of oil just making that battery, okay? Uh, and that battery will never, ever, ever 
last for 800 complete cycles. So you're never going to recover the amount of energy just used in the lithium in that battery. So it's a net loss from the get-go. All electric cars that are powered by batteries are a net loss and damage the environment. Absolutely no question. The other thing they do is that once that battery is used up and can't take a charge anymore, and with lithium, that comes to a particular point, and then it dies real quick because of the nature of the small uh, 3.2 uh, uh, watt cells that are in the... Because your, your car battery is thousands of these little tiny uh, lithium batteries, basically. But once that's done, uh, you can't dispose of that battery. There's, you can just let it sit out and be a horrific uh, environmental pollution problem because we don't have any way to recycle them. They're too expensive to get the batteries out of the vehicles. You basically have to disassemble the car to get the battery out, yada, 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 yada. It is a net damaging effect on our global environment. And there's just simply no way around it. Electric cars uh, powered by batteries are a really fucking bad idea. And, and they show up at the same part in our civilization that some really bad ideas in bronze showed up in the bronze civilization. Where they were casting these giant, giant, giant uh, bronze statues and this kind of thing. Where bronze had moved away from a utility metal and was being overtaken as a... They say religious, but let's just say a state-controlled um, operation. And so I, I've got to got to shut down here and get some stuff done. But so it's my supposition also that at the time we see the casting of the giant bronze statues, um, that we'd shifted off of bronze weapons and bronze uh, accoutrement, like you know um, uh, shackles and blocks and all this kind of thing, wheels for for sailing. And we get into the casting of these giant, ornate uh, bronze statuary. I think that was done to prop up the Bronze Age uh, financially at the end of that Bronze Age. And that, um, uh, that that was, again, a contributing factor to the collapse that was, in my opinion, uh, caused by a financial hiccup in their system uh, that kept reoccurring over those 300 years. Anyway, guys, so uh, that's our Wu lecture today. And um, yeah, we're there now. So this is a collapse of the civilization as we knew it. And now we've got to decide what is going to be the look of the next civilization that we build. I've got some ideas. <laughs>